been here for centuries, waiting for the right time to show themselves. By planning thoughts in the minds of men like Galileo, Newton, Edison, Einstein, and Steven Spielberg, they have prepared the human race for the inevitable encounter. Now, they are coming. They are coming for you. Run, but first close your windows, hide your apples, prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Thursday, October 20th, 2011. This is episode 5 of Attack of the Androids. Joining me tonight, we got Seth once again. What's up, man? Hey, Matt. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. Austin Krauss. How you doing, bud? Hi, doing great. Good. Good to have you back. And Joey Kelly back once again. What's up, man? Hey, not much, man. Good to be here again. Great crew we've got tonight. That's right. We we do, we do. We got um, a whole bunch of info to, to get through tonight. We got some... Uh, Ice cream sandwich info, we got some phones coming out, we got Andy Rubin <laughs> saying that, you know, I, I don't think your phone should be an assistant. And that's not just because our phone assistant app sucks. I'm just saying, uh, I don't think it needs to be that. Uh, we got some cool apps for you as usual. We got some cool uh, tablet stuff, some Transformer Primes. Ooh. What should we start with, guys? Ice cream sandwich seems to be at the top of everybody's mind at the moment. I could go for an ice cream sandwich. What 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 are you most excited about uh, with this, Austin? Honestly, uh, I'm just looking forward to having the same OS on the phones as on the tablets once again. Is that from a development standpoint, or? Uh, yeah, from a development standpoint, I'm getting into the the, uh, the JavaScript um, and writing the apps. So it's it's something that a lot of the developers are looking forward to and uh, Google actually made an announcement today they're releasing some new APIs that previously were not public so right, the there's a lot to look yeah yeah that that'll be cool i like a lot of those uh those apps they have that are just that that are built in like the calendar's great for you know scheduling stuff with multiple people as long as everyone's using it um you know chat and all that stuff of course the email It'll be interesting to see how how deeply incorporated it gets into this. Seth, what are you excited about for this? Seth, unmute your mic and tell me what you're excited about <laughs> with this. Um, we're talking about the razor, right? I Ice cream sandwich like... or the razor? Mm. You want to talk about the razor? What are you excited about with the razor? It's super thin. Well, the yeah, the thing that's most exciting about the razor is the. Um, the thinness of it, right? Just the form factor. I mean, it kind of has a lot of the same internals as the Bionic does. I mean, I know they've got a different processor and things in there, and some things are upgraded, but uh, just that form factor looks pretty sweet. The Kevlar backing, the really super thin design. Uh, it just looks to be a great phone. The, it's got a non-pentile screen, Super AMOLED, QHD. It's the first you know non-pentile QHD screen out there. So it looks like it's going to form up to be a great phone. Um, interesting to see how Ice Cream Sandwich will run at. And I uh, kind of wish they didn't have... I mean, you know, the great thing about Ice Cream Sandwich is there's no buttons. Or not a great... I mean, depends maybe people like that or not. But it seems people, to me that the no button thing is pretty cool. And this will have buttons on it. Or, you know, the legacy phones will still have buttons on it. So we'll just see how that works. But 
I think people will get, be great fun. People will get used to it after a while. They're going to hate it at first, just like anything else. People have to just come out and be like, oh, I hate that because it's new. And then we're like, all right, whatever. And then, you know, they use it for a while, and pretty soon they've incorporated it into their day-to-day life. And you're like, hey, I thought you right. hated that. And they're like, well, you know, I had to. <laughs> I mean. Right. So you mentioned Pentile. Now, we, we have a, another phone coming out with the Razor. Word on the street is we're going to get it here, at least in Kalispell, on November 3rd. That's Galaxy Nexus. Uh, and, and, of course, anonymous sources are, are speculating when those will be coming out and everything. So we got the Resound, the Razor, and this, this Galaxy Nexus. Now, you mentioned before the show that it had a Pentile screen, and we had a little discussion about that. Maybe our listeners aren't very familiar with, with that term, so... The Galaxy yeah, Nexus no... is. Oh, go, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to explain that the Galaxy Nexus is going to have a pen tile, but rather than the two sub uh, pixel per pixel red, green, blue, white, this one will have what? The red, green, blue, red? Yeah, that's what I had heard. I mean, I really don't know how that will affect you know, the, the pen tile arrangement very much. Um, I do know that there's a lot of controversy in general over pen tiles. And whether you know, some people can't stand them, some people think they don't look any different. Uh, I personally think I can see difference um, on some screens. Some Pentile screens seem to me to be better, and some seem to be worse. So hopefully that this Nexus is just a great Pentile screen. You can't tell a difference. So, but sometimes you can, and so it could be that it, it turns out to be not as nice as we're hoping. But we'll just have to wait to get in our hands to see. But I was kind of a little bit disappointed to see that it does have a Pentile range because. That makes it makes it a little bit more up in the air for me. If it didn't have a pentile, I would kind of assume it'd be nice. Even and now though I kind of have to go and check. Have you? See if it, I like it. Did the other Samsung's uh, phones, the Android phones, have pentile screens? The original, on them? yeah, the original uh, Galaxy lines had pentile. Those are a lot beautiful. I don't think all of them did, but I, just, I think a lot of them did. Like compared to the Droid X, which is what I've been using, like those screens are gorgeous. So I don't know if the Droid X has a pentile screen or what, but. I don't know, man. Samsung, I don't know what's on my head. Regardless of if it's Pentile or not, I think the HD screen, what is that, 9? It's, it's going to be gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's uh, 720 by 1280. Right. The thing is that there's so many factors that enter into screen quality. Sure. You've got the, 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 the technology driving the colors behind it, what we're talking about with the Pentile screen. You've got the physical size of it. You've got the number of pixels. Uh, you've got the resolution, right? The, the right. number of pixels are the resolution, right? Uh, you've got the lighting, what what's behind it, and frankly, what's over it too. The, is it glass? Is it plastic? Uh, you, you know, all of these things can reflect light and diffuse light and change how colors look. Um, one of the things that has been stated for years about flat panel type displays was that they muddied grays and blacks. They weren't as good as say a, uh, a picture tube was on a traditional monitor. Well, right. And that's uh, the difference too. When you get into the matte finish or the glossy finish, you know, so the, the glossy right. always seems to have a, a deeper black to it. But if you're in any kind of light, you're looking at yourself, you know, you're staring at your reflection basically. Exactly. So there's so many things that enter into it. I mean, you, you can't just say, because this has the pentacle color screen, it will be awesome. You cannot, it is you know, you declared. Can't, you can't just come out and say that. We will declare. But it, once you get it in your hands, I think you'll be wowed by it. And the quick camera, all, all the ice cream sandwich improvements, the quick camera time, I think this is going to be great. And I'm really looking forward to it. Over the weekend, 
or the last week, I guess, last week, and I put CM7 on my phone. I bricked my Droid X and got a long, long course in SBF recovery. Um, <laughs> apparently, Justice Point One was not based on a gingerbread ROM, as I was led to believe, and CM7 is a <laughs> gingerbread ROM. And so when I tried to just flash on top of that, uh, it completely gave me the finger. And uh, I proceeded to spend the next... 28 hours or so trying to fix it, uh, which was really fun. But now it's rocking and rolling, and CM7 is so much better than Justice. I'm sorry, Jay Rummy, but you should have, like, updated it, (laughs) you know. Hmm. Can you actually fill us in a little bit on that, Matt? I've heard a lot of people complain about bricking their phones and the the consequences of these mods, but uh, I've been led to believe that once it's bricked, it's bricked. Oh, no, that's, that's BS. Uh, you will void warranties, absolutely. What it all comes down to, though, is because this is a Motorola phone, Motorola goes to great lengths to lock their bootloaders, which means we have to do kernel hacks and, I mean, not us, but, you know, the guys that are coding this stuff to make everything work right. And if you're messing with two different versions, like, you can't just do an upgrade because it will brick your phone. But there is a way to do that, and if, if you want real quick, if you hold down power, like, shut your phone down, and then when you go to turn it back on, hold down the power button and the volume down button. And what that'll do is kick it into this booter, and then you uh, plug in to your computer. You pull up RSD Lite if you're on Windows. Uh, you have your SBF file, which is basically a stock ROM, or there's, there's multiple different kinds. Uh, and then you just, it does its thing. It unpacks it, and it flashes it back, and you're basically back to uh, ground zero. So is it possible to make, like, a complete total ROM backup of your phone before oh, yeah. you touch it? Yeah, and I had an Android backups and all that, but once you get stuck in the brick mode, like, there's no way back. You have mm. to. I mean, I could have, I suppose, if I wanted to go back to Justice, I could have restored it to Froyo and then did the backup, or the restore. But I, the whole point was to get CM7 on there. So going back to Justice, I would have still had to SBF to a previous, or to uh, Gingerbread, and then, you know, do the upgrade. But it was a huge pain in my ass, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, this Nexus Galaxy Nexus. Why is it not called the Nexus Prime? Did you guys hear that, Seth? Yeah, I know. I, I still call it the Nexus Prime all the time, too. It will I think always everyone be is calling it the, Nexus Prime. the Nexus Prime to me. Uh, everyone, people like that. Have we talked about um, ice cream sandwich? The have we run those down some of the features yet or not? Uh, no, let's do that. Give it, give us a quick uh, tour. Or, or should we do the Galaxy Nexus first? Have we like gone through that the specs or anything else we saw or not really? Uh, start with ICS and then uh, we'll we'll do the phone. All right, let's let's do ICS. Um, let's see. They got the new Roboto font, which was a big part of their um, presentation. <laughs> that looked pretty good, I thought. How many people are now going to do Mr. Roboto jokes? Domo origato, Mr. Roboto, Domo, Domo. Domo origato, Mr. Domo, Domo. Domo. Anyway, sorry. This is not the uh, karaoke show. This is Attack of the Karaoke Droids. (laughs) So we got, like you said, we got... We got redone uh, lock home screens. Is anyone? Are you guys excited about this facial recognition BS, or is this just <laughs> gimmicky? Is this more gimmicky? I think that it has 
the potential in a to... well lit room getting your portrait picture taken, right? It will work in that sense. But if Well, you... I think I think the technology's in its infancy and I think that one day facial recognition is going to be used for a variety of applications, not just uh, getting pictures of people or identifying contacts or right. and we've tagging had this, photos on Facebook. Alienware laptops come with this, you know, all the new ones. Any laptop that has a built-in webcam, the, the problem is these webcams are such crap that in any kind of low or moderate light, it, it just doesn't work. And how, how long are you as a user willing to wait for your phone to unlock? Like, I need that thing open, like, when, as soon as my hand touches it, pretty much. So, mm. anything like this that's going to lag that up, like, I'll just as soon use my finger, you know? You you have to make this flawless for me to want to switch, and it's got to be quick. You know, I watched some of the videos, and it was, it was surprisingly well done, or they looked like yeah, it was working surprisingly well. These videos, like, they're made to wow you you know these aren't real well, situations real world situations i don't think yeah but I'm, the ones that was watching, you know for google videos they were you know tech magazines or whatever right you know, just doing their hands-on and you know just a random person there you know in sort of a poorly lit room and it was seemed like it was working all right uh i do think that a lot of people or some you know like i personally don't lock my phone i know that's stupid and i know i'm an idiot but i don't lock my phone because like you said matt i just want to get onto it you know in a moment's time i don't want to mess around with well and you know all the, all the patterns and things like that and, and who could, are i mean who are you i mean what do you have on your phone like we're not secret service we're normal yeah. everyday users who gives a you know no one cares what's on our phones yeah Unless you're, you know, I, cheating on your wife or your girlfriend or something, and you don't want her seeing text messages from the mistress, then maybe sure, you know, lock it up. But there's other ways I can't of going. Tell you what's on my phone, I'd have to kill you. There's <laughs> other ways of going about that. Also, instead of having to wait for your, you know, your facial wreck to to show the, up, and then you got your the, girlfriend wearing a mask that looks like you, it's a it's a pain in the butt. Well, that's an interesting part. What happens if they hold up a picture of you? Interesting. I think I'd like to see what happens if you, know, you have a high definition picture of yourself. I would like to mess with. If you it. hold it up to that, and or see like if a, it, see if it does the same thing. A That'd mask, or use like your cat as the picture. So every time you want to open your phone, you have to grab your cat. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but yeah, well, I, just, I like I what they. This could be sort of. A, I think it could be a fun way people unlock their phones, and it might get more people to, to lock their phones. Which is probably a good thing, right? Or like I'll I'll set it as a picture of my butt, and then every time I want to unlock my phone, I have to like hold my phone to my butt and like good lighting. <laughs> All right, that's I could put like a, a numerized card in my wallet, and then take a picture of that so that I have ah. to have that card in order to open the phone. Will it register numbers like alphanumeric? That'd be interesting. I wonder if you could just write a password on a piece of paper like AOTA and then just show that because uh google goggles will wreck that stuff right yeah that's interesting so a lot of this sounds like what is already in cm7 if you use adw for your launcher your home launcher you can already set it so that you swipe left to right instead of up and down in your app drawer uh you can already change the size of widgets there, there's a thing that I, re- I figured out just by looking at ice cream sandwich stuff. And in CM7, in the notification thing, you can swipe, you can pull it down, and then you can swipe sideways, and it'll get rid of those notifications individually. I didn't know it did that till I read that they added that to uh, ICS. I think, I think a lot of the, I think 
a lot of what's going on here is that they're taking things that apps do. And if you look at a lot or of ROMs, the, like software development of phones, yep. I think so much of it is that they take ideas from apps. Like I blame Twitter. Apps, Twitter and then just started that. Into their system. Twitter started that. It's their fault. They started picking and choosing <laughs> after they're like, no, hey, come here, guys. Come build on us. It's fine. We're not going to devour you. Get out of here. We're Twitter. Look at the bird. Oh, look at the whale. You can have widgets now. As you, know, you can get apps that help you with widgets, or you can get apps that have folders. You know, but now they're just building into the systems. So you don't have to develop, you know, mess you, with a whole other layer of app on top of things. Do I, do, you, I do really like the new um, um, – Multitasking windows that that looks yeah. really helpful yeah. and useful and that's totally new. Like CyanGen doesn't have anything like that. Right, right. That's cool. Um, do you think though, because he works for Samsung now, do you think some of this stuff got back to Google and they're like, "Ooh, let's put that in." Well, I, I'm sure Google is very aware of CyanGen and all the and all their well, you'd have you know, to, yeah, I mean advancements. How many of us are using those mods? You know, like a, yeah. a pretty healthy number of us. Well, I think yeah, I'm sure they're aware of it. I think that it's a sign that they are serious about improving the the OS and that they are willing to incorporate new features into the OS. I mean, the whole reason why Cyanogen and the other mods out there exist is because people were hungry for features that the stock operating system and launcher didn't have. So when you start seeing features that are being talked about and asked for and requested either directly on the Android forms or on some of these other mod forms, they're going to say, oh, okay, this is, there's a demand for this. Maybe we should put this in so then people aren't having to root their phones and put on different launchers and such. I think that's probably where, where that's coming from. I mean if you, if you look at it, all of these things are, are very handy features that looks like anybody that – that would want to use a phone have, I mean, just having a favorites tray, for instance, where you can stash stuff that right. you always want to be able to get back to. That's awesome. If I had to root my phone to get that and put on a, on a, on another launch, uh, another launcher, another environment, I'd be seriously considering how badly I actually needed that feature. But if it's built into the OS, great. It's there for me. Perfect. Less work that the average user has to but do. You also have to realize that the more this happens, the more, People need to get educated. Like when Froyo came out, I still saw people at Verizon stores putting Advanced Task Killer on their phones. Like you didn't need that once Froyo came out, but they didn't know that. So yep. the, the more you integrate this stuff, I think you need to let these people know that like, hey, quit putting all this crap on it because you're causing conflicts. Well, you know, I think, I think you bring up a great point. It's, it's saying what, you know, after Ice Cream Sandwich, what is the role of now of a, a custom ROM? I mean, like, what does I'm trying, extra I was trying to think, functionality you know, I every day as my as my daily driver? And I'm trying to think what does that do that ice cream sandwich doesn't do anymore? And there's not. I mean, the, maybe some I can do some Wi-Fi hotspot stuff. You know what though? Down. It's all going <laughs> to be about the hardcore nerd user stuff, like the overclocking, underclocking, the stuff that if you do mess yeah. up, you can seriously mess your phone up. That's not going to come stock in ICS. You're not going to have. I mean, are you? I I didn't see that anywhere. No, but I'm just saying that, like, even for like in every like even my, like I've got my wife's phone rooted with CyanGen on it too because um, there's there's a lot of features that that has that you know Ginger or she was on running Froyo on the original Droid that that didn't have, and then I mean this has a lot of features. Um, you know this this really catches the core operating system of Android up. To the custom ROMs, and in, in a way that makes me wonder, would I even recommend 
someone rooting their phone now. Okay, well, unless check. they really want to overclock or something like that. Whereas Think, before, like right now, I recommend rooting to almost everyone to get off bloatware right. so they can, you know, ha- have a much better, just a much better operating system experience. Except this, you know, certainly the Galaxy Nexus, and I think all of Ice Cream Sandwich allows you to automatically stop and hide programs like the bloatware. You know, we've been seeing a lot of leaks about that. That Ice Cream Sandwich has this feature where you can basically hide any program that's on the any app that's on the phone well, hey, in a way that you'll never see it again. Here's an idea. How about carriers quit putting that crap on the phones in the first place? How about that? Well, it's, it's, and then, I love that Google kind of was like, okay, carriers, you're stupid. We're yeah, going to just fix this. Look on at the what they were. <laughs> Verizon Navigator, could I please? Blockbuster, really? Ours went out of business like three years ago. Thanks, though. Um, but what about this? Now, once Ice Cream Sandwich comes out and it's open sourced, which they came out and said it will be we still don't have a date oh, it definitely will be it has to be. we don't have There's a no date question. as far as i know they had some people get kind of upset about honeycomb not being open source what if what happens when the rom developers because clearly i ics is playing catch up to the custom roms out there now right. when the developers of custom rom cyanogen or j rummy or whoever has ics to build on top of Aren't they just going to improve on it even more, and then yeah, I, there will be a reason to get it eventually? I hope so. That, I mean, that, and that's what's the exciting part of the whole Android ecosystem. That's where right? I think it's going. The exciting part is that we have all these developers and all these you know creative people who take you know it's like they build on top of each other, right? Android. I mean, you know, Android or Google will come out with some interesting features that the that the ROMs didn't have, and then the ROMs will sort of take over from then and build on top of that with their new creative ideas, and then. Google will sort of take their ideas and run with it, and it's like right. they're kind of feeding each it. other, and it's, it, it makes it for a really exciting system where you can always. I mean, and that's the great thing about you know this Galaxy Nexus looks like it's going to come unlocked ish. I mean, I don't know if we know that yet, but it's, it's certainly going to be vanilla ice cream sandwich, right? Right, that's what the Nexus phones have to be. Right? And I'm hoping they set I'm, the, I'm hoping it'll be unlocked. The yeah. Nexus phones, what I've seen, they set the standard for what all the phones should strive to at least. At the very baseline, this is what you should have. You know, this is yeah. the experience. But so when we're talking about Ice Cream Sandwich, we, we also have a lot of the core apps got updated. Uh, but still, yeah. this is a lot of catch up. The browser has incognito mode. I just noticed the other day that so does mine on CM7. And, uh, and it's got multiple tabs. I mean, multi- now the, right. the tabbing is much better. On and if browser. you want that, Dolphin HD, I guess. I don't like it on the Droid X. It's not that Firefox fast. Firefox is decent. Firefox Opera sucked mobile. my. Excuse me. Firefox was a terrible <laughs> user experience on the Droid X when it came out. I don't know if it's any better because I don't dare go back to it. When's the last time you used it? Uh, when it was when it first came out. It was terrible. Oh yeah, no, it's way. I mean, it's is mul- it? it's way better. Okay, right now. I'll have to yeah. check I mean, it I out. Again, I but... still I don't use it as a main browser, but I fill around with it every once in a while. It's pretty good. That's cool. I mean, it's not. Yeah, the I thing like it. that the, I... the bra. What I am excited about is that the Chrome browser is going to sync to the browser and Ice Cream Sandwich. That'll be cool. Having your, you know, your collection of bookmarks, logins, if they sync that, which I don't know if they yeah. will. That, that'll be pretty cool. And then the it biggest just, uh, update, sorry, the, the biggest update they're saying to the browser has to be the capability to save pages for offline reading. Which, does, do you guys do that? I've never really used offline stuff. I don't know. Oh, I've used it. I mean, uh, uh, we both know, Matt, that there are areas in rural states where there is no coverage. Yeah, but usually when I'm in those areas, I'm not playing, I'm not like trying to check my Gmail. Like I'm camping or I'm getting away from it all, which does not incorporate my cell phone in any way, shape, or form. Well, for those of us that still don't have the 3G connectivity at all, 
uh, like myself, sure. uh, the offline uh, Gmail, for instance, that I have on my netbook is wonderful because I actually can do something while okay. I'm not connected. Right. Uh, well, that's cool. And, yeah. and Gmail. The way, they... A uh, couple of quick questions. Mm-hmm. Um, First of all, are we possibly missing the most useful feature of Ice Cream Sandwich? If you tell me it's that thing that you can talk to it, I'm not interested. But please, what, what, what do you think? No, that's not what I was going to say. The faster uh, camera? What? The, nope. The no? data Screenshots. usage meter. Oh. The data usage meter? I'm sorry. Some of not us still me. have legacy. some of us still have uh, unlimited Verizon data plans. So I, legacy, thank goodness. Yeah, well, right. For the rest of us mere mortals. That means yeah. nothing oh. to me. Your your measly data usage graph. <laughs> I laugh in your general I spit direction. On your two gigabytes. Oh, yeah. pardon me, oh Lord I, Zeus of the jam hole. I piss two <sighs> gigabytes every morning. I like nothing. <laughs> no, actually, I try to take care not to like completely overload my network here. Like, I, I use Wi-Fi when I'm at home, and when I update podcasts, it does it 6.30 a.m. automatic. It connects to the Wi-Fi, and then it gets all this stuff. And But, you know, I use a lot of 3G in town and stuff, but I'm, I'm not breaking that two gig limit yet by any means. But this gives the mere mortals that have a capped plan an sure. idea of how to budget for And that it. is cool. And that is probably also something we have with CM7. You know, but um, this is another example of like there, I had an app. I was I don't have it on my current phone, but when I was overseas, you know, I was had to watch my my usage very closely, and there was some data app that did that really well for me. You know, so this is just another instance where they're baking in, um, you know, something that an app is doing. But is it I weird? Agree, it, it'll be really nice for people to have this. Is it weird? Is or- there any? Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Any word if there's going to be a a way to limit data on each app? I read that. I read that you should yes, be, yeah, that it's built in. And, yeah, you can set it. They said you can, you can, you can have, you can limit certain. You can have, you can identify an app and say like it can't use any background data and stuff like that. And or when it uses, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there there are ways you can limit certain apps, which which is really nice. Now, but I, I mean, I was gonna say another feature, or you know, I know these widgets and resizable widgets things seem like they're not a big deal, but. Um, I think they're going to be really nice, the scrollable widgets, I think, because that's new, right? We don't have, unless you have an app, none of the I don't use, I don't like any, I'm not a fan of the fancy widget apps. They always seem to bog down the phone. They're kind of useless. I don't know. I'm not into making it look that pretty. Like, I'm using ADW with a Windows Phone 7 icons for this cool minimalistic look. I don't know, but. I had a Twitter, like, I was looking for a while for a good Twitter app. Where I could scroll on my home screens and I have to like go into the app itself, and I like had a hard time. Twidroid had a great I, widget until Twitter shut was, him down or whatever. Yeah, made it really so, laggy. <laughs> seems like it'll be nice to have. You know, I think there are improvements to Gmail and yeah. these resizable widgets and the calendar and things are actually going to make the phone a lot better than they are right now. They're not just UI improvements. It seems like they're actually really good improvements. This the ones action, that I saw, at least. This, this action bar looks pretty cool, too. But, and they're, yeah, they're saying, like you said, Gmail is going to be way faster to use. Uh, I think overall, like, back-end stuff, it's all going to be a lot smoother, a lot faster. I think that's really cool right. to look forward to. Uh, again, there's the talk to me thing. I think this is cool, and I do use this. I don't want it to talk to me, but when I talk to it, the speech recognition is it works. Sometimes you can tell the servers having problems because you'll get back just complete random gibberish. But this 
lets you see what you're saying as you're saying it. I'd be really interested to see how well that works. And then we got the ga- the camera in the gallery redone, of course. The Galaxy Nexus supposedly has zero shutter lag. I'm really looking forward to that. Well, so- hold on. Now, I, I just spent, like, an, yesterday I wrote up this big article, which hopefully will make it on Groovy Post sometime soon. That's right, groovypost.com. About, about my disappointment with the camera on the Nexus. And it's not just that I, I am disappointed that I get Pixel. Mostly, not because I understand that, you know, with the screen resolutions we have, five megapixels, never, you know, you're already way bigger than Dude, any the, screen resolution we're using. The Droid X camera uh, is brilliant, I think. It, I don't know. Is that five megapixel? Uh, I think it's seven, eight. Well, I mean, the reason I... The yeah, reason, it's eight. I mean, number one is, you know, our screen resolutions are going to constantly be getting better and better, so future-proof. And the other one is... Batteries we do, getting I mean, bigger at least, at least my... At least when we take pictures with my... When I take pictures with my smartphone, I do a lot of... If I care about the picture, I'll do a fair amount of cropping afterwards, right? Because, because um, sometimes I can't see very well in the bright out or things like that. And I like having a megapixel ability to crop things down, or and zooming, right? You can't zoom. There's no physical zoom on these camera phones. Really, mine and has so, a volume volume button zoom. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah, it's no, totally I get digital it. zoom, right? Right. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. all it is. It's not there's a physical no, zoom. There's no optical so, zoom. I put my telephoto yeah. attachment on here. It's cool. Yeah, so it's the same thing as if you just take a picture and then crop it. I mean, it's the exact, that's exactly. doing the exact same thing. It's just like pre-cropping your pictures. But see, check is. this out. There's, I think there's still we're to the point where there's two different use cases. I use my phone camera when I want to take a quick picture of something. I post it on TwitPic, Facebook, and Tumblr, and that like through email, and that's that's what see, I do with it. When I want to go somewhere and take like real pictures, I have my 3.2 Sony CyberShot from back in the see, day. My point that takes see, my way point better is, is pictures that, like, the, because and the, the lens. The point of the article, which would be worth reading <laughs> when it comes out, hopefully in the next couple days, and we'll keep an eye out for that. Groovy we're getting, um, we're getting. The phone technology, or the camera technology in these phones is getting to the point where we almost don't need to carry a second camera with us, right? Almost. Like the Galaxy S2 phone camera, the iPhone camera, and then the MyTouch 4G camera are all good enough for almost all use cases except, you know, the very most serious photographer who needs the best picture. I mean, they're Scoble. 8 megapixel photos with great optics that, you know, have great color reproduction and have good sensors in them. And so my point is, is that I think... That's a great like the, I think that the um, the whole market is moving that direction. People want the phones. The people want to not, don't have to want to buy a the phone or carry de- another camera. The less device, and that's the, the way better. the market is going, and that's what people are doing. And then Samsung comes out and drops this five megapixel, and to my, in my opinion, the cam- the pictures I've seen off of it and the pictures they took in the promo- in the release video look pretty poor. Um, so I just it was just disappointing for me to see. And again, this is just an initial look. It'll be great to actually get hands-on and see what it does. But right now, I'm just disappointed that's, that Samsung took a step back from the Galaxy S2 and sort of like went the wrong direction, it seems like. So well, okay, as I, I mentioned, not to defend them or anything, but as I mentioned, what was it, two weeks ago, three weeks ago on, on uh, Attacking the Androids here, it's not just the megapixels. It has a lot to do with the software that's behind it and it the interpretation. The lens. Uh, the lens has a lot to do with it. The sensor has a lot to do with I'd it. I'd say it's it, mostly it, processor and lens. My Sony CyberShot 3.2 takes the most beautiful pictures because of that lens and the processor in it. I, I know, put, but did you notice that in the whole presentation, they did not talk about the physical camera one time? 
I think all because all they talked about was the software of ice cream sandwich. Is well, right, because that's what that's what the presentation in reality was all about. The phone is just to set to set a standard and to get people excited for it. What they wanted to uh, maybe, convey. But, but look at the look at look at the iPhone 4s release. I would say ten minutes of that was set out to the optics. They went into the sensors. They went into all Seth, the like backlighting Seth, and like all that stuff. For, like, and they were, took it much more seriously. Seth. So even in the presentation, they also devoted they also devoted ten minutes to showing people how they could uh, send postcards. I mean, let's let's, <laughs> yeah, let's you, you're talking about the let's difference. be honest here. You, you have to understand that every. I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say this and, and tell somebody please correct me. If I'm, I'm going to hope it doesn't suck because man, I, I'm sad. You bursted my bubble. <laughs> well, no, well, no, no, no. I don't even want it now. I don't even want it. Engadget had some full definition pictures that you could download from their site and they were pretty poor. Yeah, well, they suck at taking pictures then. What's up now, Engadget? They might. They might. <laughs> Joy, what are you saying? I'm something? sorry. Well, I was going to say that I'm the almost... reason why you see such disparaging differences between – I mean, not disparaging, but the, the, way, the reason why you see such big difference between Apple product announcements and other manufacturers is that – okay, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong and Matt edit this out if I'm totally stupid. Uh, <laughs> every Apple product I have seen since probably the – I'm going to say the iMac onward and maybe even before that, when you looked at the hardware specifications, they were almost always inferior to a machine at the same price point right. from another manufacturer. But so it's... what that means is that you need to go in and explain why your product is worth more right. even though it – on paper, looks like it does less. Because now, it's before shiny. I get a whole bunch of hate mail from Macintosh and Apple folks who probably aren't re- listening to tech and Androids anyway, uh, but before I get a whole bunch of hate mail, I'm not saying that it's an inferior product. I'm saying that statistics on paper right. look inferior. The specifications. And so, well, and so I agree with you. But if 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 Samsung realized that the five megapixel camera was going to look bad on the specs, they should have came out with, "Oh, this is why the." Optics are good, and the sensor is so good, and we've got this processing that's amazing. And they didn't. They just ignored all that, I which th- makes me think that they ran out of money. That, I that think- screen cost them so much money <laughs> that they had to stick a bad camera in there. That's interesting. Well, that's- and I'm worried I, about it. Listen, I think they did it on purpose, though. I think they're just not even going to mention it because there are so many things in Ice Cream Sandwich they needed to talk about. And that that's really what that keynote was about. I think when people are going to get it in their hands, though, they're going to take pictures. It's going to be fast. It's going to look good. I think people are going to be like, wow, that's a 5 megapixel? Really? That, I I, hope I'm so. hoping. I'm really I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping. I hope so because I think I'm going to own the Galaxy Nexus. I you mean, and I think me I'll both. It, I'm just saying from right now, November 3rd. I'm worried. I'm worried. November well, I understand 3rd. what you guys are saying, but the, also the other thing you have to remember about megapixels. Oh, and by the way, full disclosure, I am a photographer and I watch a lot of this stuff. The manufacturer's A's megapixels are not necessarily equal to everybody, to manufacturer B's megapixels. So in other words, you can have – now it's not going to make up the difference between 5 and 8, 
But you can have someone that has a 3.2 megapixel camera and somebody else that has a 3.5, and they actually have the same number of pixels. It's just a rating that they're putting on it. So it's possible that that, that 5 is on the high end of 5 and the 8 megapixels on the low end of 8. And with some creative software and some good optics, it'll actually come out in a wash. The other thing you got to remember is that how many of these people are actually going to go shoot landscape photography or <laughs> I, and i'll give you a hint i'm not Panoramics. taking a smartphone to a wedding okay? i'm not shooting a wedding with one and i do shoot weddings so i mean you, you know you, you get a tool you, you build a tool to do to do a job and most of these pictures are going to be people taking a photograph of someone doing something funny with a cat or in a bar or and for goodness sakes, if you're an iPhone uh, uh, or an Apple employee with a pr- prototype iPhone, you want to keep Whoa. out of the bar. Whoa. someone's going to have a camera there. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry, too soon? Whoa. Uh, anyway. Somebody almost yeah. got fired over that, okay? This is no laughing, joking matter. Well, I'm just saying. Right. Uh, but, I mean, most of these pictures are going to be close in, tight shots, of cameras, uh, actually, be of cats, dogs, you know, uh, accidental pictures of the foot. I mean, I, I, the optics are, or the number of megapixels are almost going to be irrelevant. Well, I know, I hear you, I hear you, but my point is, is that the larger point I want to make is that camera phones are getting to the points where they can almost, almost replace point and shoot cameras, right? Like, almost. Uh, TechCrunch just did a comparison between the S95, which is Probably the best point shoot camera out there, or one of them, in my opinion, uh, with um, the Galaxy S. No, with the iPhone 4S camera, and he's like, "There's not much of a difference between these photos, right? Between everyday use, you you can almost replace the, the S90 with your iPhone 4S, and you'll be pretty happy." And I'm just saying that I think that's a great a great move for the uh, smartphone market to make is to say, "You don't, you no longer have to buy a separate point shoot camera." And we, you, you know, your smartphone camera can almost replace your your separate standalone. I think camera. what it comes down to, though, is the whole idea of moving towards one unified device. Right, and Samsung moved away from that, in my opinion. Well, Maybe I'm wrong. I but hope it looks you're like wrong. They're moving away from that with this five megapixel camera. Well, we'll, well see. I see your point, Seth, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm one of these old fashioned people. I still prefer. My individual laptop, my individual phone, my individual camera. But I mean, I, I see what you're getting at. I'm not in the norm there. Well, and, hey, some and of I will us. Say, yeah, some I will say ahead. this. I mean, it, it, it's so much easier if you're intending to take a picture and then share it on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. It to take your point and shoot ham- camera home, plug it into your laptop, or even a laptop with a 3G card or whatever, or at a Wi-Fi hotspot, and send it. It takes a lot of effort and work. Isn't that what Google Plus, their whole idea about your photos on your camera, or excuse me, on your phone, right. your device is, is that as soon as you take it, it's uploaded it's to uploaded. a repository, right. and then you select which ones you want to share. Dude, I think that's great. I use it all the time. You know, it's it's just handy. You don't have to say, okay, I got to go home and go through all this crap. You know, it's just Exactly. Right and if that's your intent, is if your intent is to share the photo, then it's 100% easier right, cause you want to just fast. snap it on the phone and send it. You want fast, you want efficient, you want to be the first one to get that up there, you know, that kind of thing. But and like, if you're, you're taking, it on the web, you're less worried about quality. If you're taking wedding pictures, obviously, duh, you're not going to do that, you know. But eventually, who knows? Who knows? So we got a lot of a lot of the uh, just basic core well, stuff upgraded. Uh, the people app and the dialer looks kind of cool now. Android being hey, looks I want, 
Oh, what? Matt, I want to ask Joy one question. Joy, did you get to see the um, release video or not? I caught part of it. I didn't get to see all of it. Did um, you see the camera you interface, the camera? Because, you know, the, the thing that they're touting is this, you know, no shutter leg, really quick, snappy. Um, uh, you know, you can take multiple photos right in a row with, you know, very little leg between them. And they did a demonstration on there. Matt, I don't know if you saw this. Yeah. Where they were, they had like a bunch of little androids and they took like, you know, eight pictures of them in a row. And like, I would, well, I, I, in this article I showed, six out of the eight were out of really, they were actually like pretty badly focused. And I'm wondering if, do you know anything about camera tech to say like why, or I'm wondering if they're expecting more out of the hardware than they can get. Um, well, that's possible. But I mean, you know, again, so many variables there. Yeah. Handshake, uh, for instance. Yeah. Autofocus is one of the hardest things to do, it seems, under under a camera, particularly one that doesn't have the ability to zoom in poor lighting. Uh, optically, uh, because you don't have the ability to. I don't know if anybody else has a as a digital SLR or even just a regular SLR, but when you zoom in with an SLR lens, the autofocus often changes position because it needs to compensate for the zoom. So the right. the, the, the reverse is also true. If you have a camera that's that you are using to uh, to autofocus, it will sometimes move the lens in and out to to get the right focus point. So if you don't have a mechanical moving lens to change the uh, the level of zoom or where or where the camera is focusing, you might just simply have a blurry picture, and it has not, and there's nothing they could have done anything about it. Uh, it's possible. It could also be a software glitch. Um, it could be a lot of things. It might and it might be an inferior camera. We might all be. <laughs> telling Seth that he was right in three months. I hope and I I'm wrong. With an egg omelet in my face. I'll be crying. I hope I'm wrong. Let's just be clear. I hope that camera's amazing. It's gonna be. I mean, what and else? By the way, the, would it be? the shutter lag thing and and the and the queuing and the the rapid fire buffers and whatnot. Yeah. You have to remember that the more megapixels you have. Yep. The more storage you have to have exactly. in order to produce that. So the so, yeah. Yeah, so you Kill get your, your opposites. For instance, when um, – not my current SLR. It doesn't seem to make a huge difference. But my previous SLR, if I shot in RAW, it literally took seconds to transfer the RAW image out of the buffer. Okay, hey. I um, can't wait Joey, seconds. Hold on. Seth, Seth's got to get out of here. So, Seth, thank you for joining us. Sorry to leave. No, it's cool, <laughs> man. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll catch you next Thursday. Yep, sounds good. I'll see you guys next week. Later. All right, later, thanks, Seth. Seth. Yep, thanks you. See you, Seth. All right, so yeah, I I hope that you're right and that they drop the megapixel down because they have all these other, uh, not fail safes, but they have all these other concepts in place that are going to create overall a much better photo experience. Well, we'll see. That's what I'm hoping. Or and maybe right. maybe they're just cheap. Uh, they're going to have tighter Google Plus integration in Ice Cream Sandwich, which is kind of cool. Uh, like we mentioned, there's a data usage chart. What I wanted to mention is that this adds a barometer. Now, what are the what are the possibilities for an app developer now having access to a barometer in your device? What well, what's that going to do? Localize. You can now use your phone on a submarine, <laughs> right? Can you maybe now you can use someone you can code up like a scale app, and you can use your phone to weigh things or whatever. Like, would a barometer allow you to do that? Or I, I don't, I'm trying to figure out like what this would be for. Well, you ever or do you remember those old weather radios yeah. that when a certain 
signal was transmitted, they'd click on and give you a weather report. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, what if you had an app that looked at the barometric pressure in the phone or that the phone's meter is registering? Sure. And when it dropped above or below a certain threshold or it started to notice a trend in changing data, it would actually give you a personalized weather alert. What if it's a safeguard for people that drop their phones into water? It registers that it's in water, and then it, like, engages <laughs> a cluster shell around itself. I don't know. Yeah, you want to get an airbag for your phone while you're at it? I know, might as well, huh? 1280 by 720. I, I am excited about that, even if it is pentile uh, display. Oh, yeah. Well, so here's and, uh, did you did you see if there was a, a backside illumination sensor on the Galaxy Nexus? I did not. Is there? Is that for the NFC uh, or? No, that's for the uh, for taking pictures in a low light environment. Because oh. the uh, the iPhone 4S incorporated that, and I know the uh, the new HTC Sensation that's coming out has the has the it's called BSI for short. But that that's what lets you take your phone into you know like a dark bar or club right, or whatever right. and take photos without losing you know you still lose a little bit of quality but it it makes it a lot clearer compared to the nothingness that you see otherwise right right that's interesting i hope so i don't i don't know i haven't heard anything about that Mm. so here's the real question it now you guys both have android devices and you're both running well you're running cyanogen mod matt what are you running austin i'm just running the stock uh 2.2.3 Okay. What so device? here's the question. So here's the question: Would you buy a new phone with Android uh, with ice cream sandwich on it, and at least give it a chance before you modded it? Yeah, absolutely. I gave the Droid X Moto Blur crap a chance before I modded it. Man, I I put up with that crap for a long time actually before I modded. From from what I've experienced with Android so far, and I've, I've played with quite a few phones now, um, the modding, you know, it's necessary on some models, like um, like on the Droid X, I could definitely see it being useful, and on maybe the, the older, just the, the original Droid, it was definitely necessary, but like on my phone, I have the Galaxy S, and uh, I, all I needed to do was really root it so that I could get access to like Tether and then, uh, you know, super user and uh, a few other apps that you can't really do without administrator privileges. Right. And see, you didn't have this huge layer of bloat just clogging up your machine. The The Samsung UI, what, what's that called? I forget that whatever they used on top of it. Uh, Sen- TouchWiz. Yeah, TouchWiz. Was done way better than Moto Blur was. Was done way better than I think even the HTC Sense UI stuff was. Like they just I don't know. They they had it down, you know. Oh yeah, that's that's a, another thing to consider. Oh, you can disable the uh the launcher for the most part, but even after that, it still sticks on there until you get a custom ROM. Right, yeah. And ADW, that's what I've been using just it, it's come on every custom ROM I've ever flashed, so but it it works really well. Um yeah, so what, what about- I'm hoping for is with with Ice Cream Sandwich is just uh you know, they look at these other launchers and they just make it 
so that we don't need to install them anymore. Right. And uh, I mean, because that's really the thing that is slowing down the updates also, because we have to wait for the manufacturers to get the, uh, to test to get the OS. Yeah. Then they got to go through and test it and rewrite their launcher yep. and rewrite all their other stuff and then send it to us finally. And in and the then case of. In the US, we got to go through the carriers. Right. And that just makes it take, you know, we're, we're waiting on updates still that are out in Europe for six months already. Right, and in the case of Motorola, like there was, it was more than just a launcher. Like Moto was in every aspect of that phone, so you, you couldn't just fix it fix it with a simple launcher up- update. And then when updates oh, yeah. came down, they had a lot of work to do. Yeah, so ice cream sandwich, good thing. Uh, NFC. What, what about do you? The, uh, oh yeah, NFC. That's the uh, the new. Beam. Payment system? Or well, it's it? it's it's just near field communication. It's going to use like with a Google Wallet, Android Beam. Uh, you can put two phones bat to bat and let them like transfer contact info or map uh, directions, all sorts of stuff. You know, every time something like this comes up, there's always a lot of pros- uh, a, a lot of promise, and there's very little delivery. I never use um, them. It's I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Well, do you remember way back? I like QR uh, oh, codes. Probably ten years ago, maybe a little bit longer. There were these um, devices that you were supposed to be able to aim a laptop or other device at a printer, and they would talk infraredly. Yeah, In my words, I, it would be no at, networking involved. They would just make a direct connection over infrared, nothing but light. Yeah, but the the bandwidth on that was terrible i had one at work it was an ipac and it did an infrared to a little laser printer for printing out receipts and and the buffer was was terrible but it worked you know most of the time except when you stood between it well right Uh. (laughs) (laughs) or didn't hold it directly in front of its eye or you jiggled sure at all sure but uh, but my point is is that you know, there's a lot of promise behind this. You'll be able to print wirelessly, uh, you know, and it it never works as well as as it sounds like. And I and I know I'm I'm pulling a Dvorak here. No, it's, uh, I understand but, for sure. But you know, after a while, you kind of just go, eh, "What's I the think hype?" The difference is though, this has Google in back of it to Google Cloud Print stuff. Like the, a lot of their stuff does work well, so that's I I hope that's going to be a big difference. It, I think it, what they're doing with the NFC is just uh, future-proofing the phone. It, it's it's too early for it to be massively implemented, and we're right. not going to see any use out of it. I don't think with this phone. Sure. But then uh, maybe in a couple years, it'll it'll start to catch on, and we'll see it in every phone. And but, uh, you know, people that still have this phone will be using it then. Right. Because mm-hmm. the specs of it, I mean, a dual-core gigahertz with a giga RAM with a bunch of storage, like this phone will last a while. Hopefully, I mean, I've I've gotten a lot of mileage out of my Droid X, and I still like it. Works great, you know. Yeah. So, but I, I am going it, to It's one of those things where yeah, we'll I mean, we'll see. You know, it, it, and and again, I can be overreacting and maybe they'll surprise me. Um, but it, it, I I think that the, the way things are heading, we're heading for more and more devices being centric to our lives. Literally, they're going to know our location, they're going to know our credit card information, they're going to know our 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 tastes and whatnot. I mean, uh, at some point it's going to be unavoidable. I'll have a device in my hand and it will say, "Hey, you normally have a snack around this time, and we know that you love chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate chip cookies are available around the corner. 
And yeah. then, of course, well, the that's other the app, advertising. my diet app, is going to tell me that, no, I don't need to have chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> They're going to argue and force-close each other into oblivion. Yeah, and there'll be this little robot wars thing going on on the screen. And you if know, you made it, that into a game, one of them to fight. you could make that into a game, and if you win, you can actually have the cookie. It'll give you directions. But if you lose, you lose. But have I really lost? It, you yeah, can probably just go get a cookie anyway, I guess. Uh, sure, why not? But so, I mean, th- that's where we're headed, and, and NFC is a part of that because we, that's the, the the best chance I've heard of for using your phone or other mobile device as a credit card. And I have a, a Exxon Mobile has this thing called a Speed Pass. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, seen those. Yeah, and they do work very well. The downside is that there isn't a lot of authentication behind it. You know, it's a it's a little transponder that you put on your key ring. Well, right. I mean, how secure and, does it have to be, though? Well, the thing is, is that what happens if somebody steals it off my key ring? Well, you call in and report it. You call in and report it. Of course, the catch is, is in the meantime, they're running around topping off everybody's gas tank. Right. But, but I mean, if someone uh, steals that, they're going to have your keys. They're going to steal your car. Like, you have bigger problems to deal with, I think. Well, you, you, you got a point there. But, uh, I mean, you know, say, for instance, somebody manages to wrestle your phone away from you and you've got NFC turned on. You just lost your phone. You don't have a way to call either. So, I mean, you, right. You know, but you can also go through the market and buy all of the apps. I mean, there, if someone gets your phone, again, you have bigger problems. Why are you letting people t- touch your phone? See, that's when you hope that you have a remote wipe and remote lock and all that installed exactly. and set up. Like, and if you're worried yeah. about that sort of stuff, you should have this encryption stuff turned on. And if you put the wrong password in three times, it should wipe your phone. And that's what you get, you know? But then there'll be one guy well, that won't have done that. Guy. There's oh, always... There'll be plenty that haven't. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and it will make national news... And what will happen is somebody will – someone will say, we can't have this technology, and no one will use it. That's how it happens. I know. I kill dreams. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, what about the uh, the MP3 store? Uh, isn't Andy Rubin pulling some kind of M. Night Shyamalan saying there's some kind of twist at the end? I've heard some people mention double twist. I've heard some people mention that it's – it's going to be incorporated into Google Plus, and it's going to be all social, and I, I don't care. I use Google Music for my music. I don't care what my friends are listening to, honestly. But for some people, it might work nice. Who knows? Yeah. I think that yeah. a lot of people find that, that mu- I, I think that people f- find both music, both social and very private. It's, it depends upon your mood. Um, I was talking with one of my uh, friends uh, in Houston uh, the other day, and he was telling me how he got off of Pandora and onto Spotify simply because he didn't want to keep getting introduced to new music. He wanted to listen to certain things by certain artists at certain times. Right, and I think competition is good in iTunes and Amazon. Sure, there's room for another. Why not? It might as well be Google because if the record companies try and come start crap, that's a good person or company to have in your corner. Yeah, and can't Google buy them? What, the MPAA? <laughs> they should. The RIAA? They should, absolutely. No, I was thinking all the record labels. Or that? Simultaneously. Google Records? <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Did you guys see the Netflix app is finally supporting Honeycomb tablets? 
I guess, yes. before they weren't. So that's kind of cool. Uh, all 2.2.3X devices in the U.S., Canada, and Latin America. Ariba. Yeah, so that's yeah. cool. They've been slowly kind of rolling out to different devices here and there and there. So, uh, anything else we want to get to before we wrap this thing up? Well, what was this really, really interesting uh, iOnRoad app that you were looking at? Oh, I heard this mentioned on another show, and I drive all the time, and I have the dock right next to the road, so I can see it, and the camera can see the the road and stuff, so I was like, oh, cool. It's an augmented reality via the camera that overlays like a heads-up display that tracks other vehicles and tells you how close you are to them. Uh, it doesn't support the Droid X, apparently. Uh, so, <laughs> F me, I guess. But yeah, if you, if you have one of the two phones it supports... No, there's more than that. But um, it's ionroad.com. I like the letter on, like, your mama, uh, road.com. So... It uh, looks pretty cool, though. It's supposed to be the personal crash guard car. Personal crash guard car driving app. Jesus. That turns your smartphone's camera into another eye on the road for increased driving safety. Look below. So. Until it's snowing and the camera can't see and you can't either. <laughs> or your camera sucks, which is maybe why it doesn't support the Droid X. I don't know. <laughs> but pretty interesting. It. It calculates safe driving points. Each moving second equals one point. Each second with a car detected in green zone is one point. Uh, each second with a car detected in yellow zone is minus one point. It, like, it has all these algorithms built into it to make you driving. And I just want to say, can people stop texting while they're driving? I drive for a living, and all day I see women holding their phones in front of their faces trying to text and then putting on lipstick. And, like, if text when you drive all day, I don't care. But I don't want to see you holding your phone in front of your face while you're driving. Like, that's the most aggravating thing. I want to, like, jump into their car and take their phone and break it when I see that. But so I think this will be a good, a good app for people to use. They need more distractions. Hmm. <laughs> Lovely. But yeah, if you there's uh, a uh, if you have a there's phone, there's an app supports. actually called Walk and Text, and it <laughs> takes the camera on the back of your phone and displays it as the background while you're texting, so you can see the other side. You know, that is awesome, actually. <laughs> oh man, uh, the, apparently there's six million Android tablets out there. Andy Rubin says uh, Apple has sold more than forty million iPads to date. He says, of course. We- out there doesn't exactly mean sold because they're all crap. That's what I think. <laughs> what, what do you guys think about the tablet scene so I far? Think I mean, I Samsung bought a Transformer ones, and returned it. Yeah, the, the Samsung ones are probably the best. The Zoom's crap. The Transformer's crap. Uh, any of the lower-end ones are crap. <laughs> you know, they're just not responsive. I don't know. I'm really hoping Ice Cream Sandwich fixes that on some tablets. What do you well, think? That, what do you think well, we of this new, trans- new transformer coming out? Don't yeah, we? that one's gonna have like five, uh, five processors in it. The transformer prime. You think the uh, the screen will be a little better? Yeah, they're they're improving the screen, and then I mean, I'm just really excited about 
having you know all that extra computing power because I did notice lag. I mean, it was early in uh, Honeycomb when I was testing it out, but still, it just didn't seem up to snuff. Yeah, and I don't know. Is it what is it? Is it the hardware, or is it? I, I it has to be the hardware, right? Honeycomb was decent, I thought. Yeah, yeah, Honeycomb, um, they made some improvements with it. On release, it was pretty buggy. Anyone that had a uh, a Motorola Zoom could could tell you about that. Actually, the Zoom, <laughs> yeah. people are still complaining, but... <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I think the tablets still, they just needed to put better hardware in a lot of them. And uh, once they get that done, we'll be seeing a lot better use. I, I just, I don't, I don't quite get the whole idea of of wanting a tablet so badly that you save up you know and go and buy one and, and then what do you do with it you watch maybe netflix it's on, like your big your phone lap. right it's a big phone that's why if i get a phone big enough i won't need a tablet that's the idea at least i like the x1 from lenovo because it was a laptop and you could take the screen out and that ran android still though again under power the screen was crap but it was that was a cool idea that's what i want to see more of uh, but this this tablet, they had Johnny uh, Asus is Johnny Shi uh, talking about it. It's got a NVIDIA quad core, ten inch display, mini HDMI port, fourteen point five hour battery. That's pretty cool. An SD card slot wow. and a top lid that looks precisely like its ZenBook line. Uh, Eight point three <laughs> millimeters thick. <laughs> Though he didn't specify as to whether that was docked or undocked. Ah, uh, who's got jokes? Who the hell is this? And gadget. Darren Murph, he's got jokes. Uh, yeah, it looks cool. I'm glad they're using the name Prime because <laughs> God knows the Galaxy Nexus wasn't having it anymore. So I think that's it. I mean, I think that's that's an interesting take on the tablet. I mean, you know, you're talking, you start talking about not just an overgrown phone, but you're starting to talk about a huge leap in performance going to quad cords i mean you know that's 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 double right what we're yeah, what I the mean, quad the, the, uh, the biggest dual phone i know of even most of the tablets that are in production right now are only dual uh, so that's that is interesting but i, I don't know um and that right kind now, of battery life though that is really good right yeah the catch is is you know the, the whole thing with battery life is is the more you do with the thing the faster the battery drains well right and the screen Plus, right. however, the governor's working on the clock. If it's constantly running at uh, you know one point one, or if it's scaling itself back when it's not being used, which it should be doing. I mean, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's I'm actually I'm hoping I get my first quasi tablet here uh, pretty quickly so I can actually comment intelligently on on the tablet form factor. But it, it does strike me as something that. I mean, let's face it. I type faster than I can talk, and I can type faster than I can use a touchscreen. So if I'm looking to create uh, content or even just answer email, it's much better for me to have a keyboard. Right. Now, Same here, but do you want to carry a keyboard around with you everywhere you go? Like, that's a well, pain you know, in the it, ass. It's interesting. I was just talking to, to somebody today, one of my coworkers, has an iPad too, and he's got it in a folding case. Uh, that acts as a stand and also has a keyboard on it. Now that's and, cool. And I asked him, I said, what's up with the keyboard? He says, I've never used it. 
You know, I, I've never used it. I, I like use the way this it thing looks. as a music player and in a video player, and well, I have never used it. You said I use it mainly to hold the thing up. It's a consumption device, right? Like we're it, using yeah. these to consume. We, we here might be using them to produce, but the majority of people are using them to consume. So, all right, we got to wrap this thing up. Joey, thank you. Austin, thank you. Thank you, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Groovy. GroovyPost.com, that's where you can find these shows and more. We got Tech Garage, we got Special Reports, all that stuff. Uh, you can go to AttackOfTheAndroids.com and that'll take you there. And uh, yeah, we got the feed up there. Hopefully we'll get this thing in iTunes soon. We got some album art, we got intros, everything's going along quite well. So uh, leave comments on the show episodes if you guys want to participate. And you can uh, send in stories for us to, to discuss every Thursday, uh, GroovyPost.com. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>